Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Meet or on the rocks. It's the Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader. 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan. Rochester. All right, you're back at the sports bar. It's Danger and Taglia. Always excited to welcome in 13 Wham Sports Director Mike Catalana as we are less than two weeks away from the NFL draft. And Mike, Gina and I love uh, having you on to talk about Buffalo Bills news and happenings. Where do you park your car as far as what this team might do if they stay at 27, and you have the news today that AJ Klein is uh, signing on for the uh, another year with the team. It, you know, feels like everything that they're doing now is just a, so, a smokescreen away from the idea that they could take a linebacker in the first round. Yeah, I I think I don't think there's really been anything they've done in this off season that would possibly change their thoughts on what they do in the draft. Meaning, like I, you know, we haven't seen some substantial move where they went out and grabbed a wide receiver or they went out. I mean, yes, they brought a couple of guys in, but I don't believe, you know, Deontay Hardy or Sherfield from uh, the Dolphins, the Niners, those guys are going to, you know, change what they do. And even in terms of linebacker, I mean, we're talking about, you know, they've got Tyrell Dodson, you know, they drafted the kid last year. We, we will see, uh, you know, in terms of what they can do, um, at linebacker, and then now you bring back A.J. Klein. So I don't think it really changes anything. I think, unfortunately, they have a lot of options, guys, because, you know, you can really say, while this is still a very good roster, there are needs in multiple places. So linebacker, wide receiver, maybe even tight end. Certainly you could say safety, like offensive line. So nothing would surprise me outside of, obviously, drafting a quarterback. Yeah, I, I guess uh, if you had to say the top two needs on this team, Mike, would be, and we could debate this, uh, a replacement for Tremaine Edmonds or getting a wide receiver. What would be the third biggest need on the team right now? Um, yeah, I would say it would be offensive line. Uh, I don't like what they've had in the middle. I know they've brought some guys in, uh, you know, veterans, to, but they've done that in the past, and it hasn't been great outside of really Mitch Morris, a guy they brought in and spent some money on. Um, you worry about right tackle. You know, they have not gotten the production there. Um, so to me, I find offensive line to still be a need, especially young athletic offensive linemen. So while it wouldn't be the thing that gets everybody all fired up, I mean, look back on this past season and seeing Josh Allen start to get out of the pocket quicker than he needed to be, taking more hits than he needed to. I think offensive line is a pretty big need. Doesn't mean they have to take them in the first round, but they haven't spent that many assets. And when they did, it was like a Cody Ford. 
who, and you know, and even Spencer Brown, which was that, what, fourth-round pick, I think. Um, you know, they could go higher than that on the offensive line. It wouldn't bother me a bit. 13 Web Sports Director Mike Catalano joining us in the Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia as we talk Buffalo Bills in advance of the draft here, the NFL draft. Coming up a week from Thursday night, Mike, one of the, the ongoing storylines here for the Buffalo Bills is that that desire to add a wide receiver, a 1B to, to Steph Diggs' 1A. Uh, we, we saw Odell Beckham Jr., I think, get over you know overpriced and overpaid there by, by the Ravens. The Bills won't fall into a, a trap, a similar trap, when talking about a potential trade for DeAndre Hopkins. It feels to me, at least, that Hopkins is is a guy that you pass on unless you're getting some sort of unbelievable discount. Yeah, like a discount, like they end up cutting him, right? Which don't think with the Cardinals because you have to feel like if they could trade him and get something substantial for him, that it would make sense. They would do it. You know, June 1st, you know, designation and all those kind of things that could happen. It's kind of funny to think that that could be the case. But I don't know. I just get the feeling Hopkins is not going to be on the Cardinals. And that it does not seem to be like there's a great market for him. Uh, I think he said, you know, I think it came out that he's not looking for a raise. Congratulations. He's <laughs> not going to get a raise. Yeah. It, it's a matter of does somebody want to take on what he's already making? I don't know, guys. I you know, you love the talent and you see it. It just, it doesn't seem to be the route you would think they would go. You know, they have their number one guy in Diggs, and this guy has got some miles and he's had some issues around the league, including a suspension. And you say to yourself, are we going to do that? Or are we going to get a guy on a rookie deal? Uh, like Addison at a USC that put up huge numbers at Pitt. Um, we're going to go for a guy like that if he's available. So, um, yeah, you, you kind of know what you're getting in terms of talent with Hopkins, but I'm with you. I'm not giving up any sort of asset, and then that's big money, too, for a guy who's, again, had some issues. Uh, Mike, if you had your pick of the wide receivers in this draft, would it be uh, Smith and Jigba or somebody else here? Who would you like to see the Bills take? Uh, I love that Smith and Jigba kid. That guy, I think he's going to be a star. And we did on our podcast on the – Buffalo Plus channel, YouTube channel, we talked about it. Um, and I get a feeling there's been a bit of a, uh, you know, like a Justin Jefferson, uh, he's a slot guy, and teams shied away from him. And there was this stupid team that had an opportunity to take Justin <laughs> Jefferson, thought he was a slot guy, and passed on him. They Can won you a imagine Super Bowl. doing that? Yeah, they won a like, Super Bowl. Well, that is true. But how, how could you, you know what I mean, like, I think that was the vibe going around. And I think that's what's happening with this kid. Now, he's still thought of to be a top 10 pick, so you never know. I don't think, I don't know if he's, you know, with three or four quarterbacks going off the top, you know, it's going to push things down a little bit. And maybe teams don't want to go too high on a receiver. But I have a feeling that kid is going to be a star in the league and he's going to do more than play in the slot. But I don't think the Bills, without a major move, are going to be able to get him. I love Flowers from Boston College. I think he's a Bills kind of guy, even though he's on the smaller side. I think Addison has all the traits of being a great route runner. Kind of reminds me of Diggs a little bit in the way he runs routes. So I, those are the guys I really like if they're in a position to maybe make a minor move or stay where they are at 27. 
What about if they do stay at 27? Is it a reach to take a linebacker there, Mike? We, we've been talking a lot about uh, Campbell from Iowa. Yeah. It just feels like that guy's got the DNA of a Sean McDermott defense. You know, like the, that would be a guy that you could plug in immediately and get results, you would think, week one of the 2023 season. Yeah, and there is a need. And, it, in, and McDermott does like Iowa players. And, you know, he's got that thing. But, you know, they, it does remind me a little bit of the whole A.J. Epinesa thing that year and I saw I think it was Joe Biscaglia in the athletic he did a you know a mock draft and he had the Bills ended up getting Campbell in the second round in the 40s and if you remember that year the Bills didn't have a first round pick and Epinesa could have been that guy and they ended up trading getting Diggs and they got him in the second round he's been disappointing I don't think there's any question about that I'm not saying Campbell would be that guy but I think 27 might be high I think he's the kind of guy that I do think he could step right in based on his skill set and play and come in. He's, he's got a lot of the traits that you want, and they definitely need that. And if you could get that production out of a guy on the rookie deal, you would do it. But I also have a feeling that the idea of trading back, and we talked about this the last time, the idea of them trading back and getting additional picks is not out of the question when they get in the 20s. And some teams may be looking to get back in the first round maybe to grab one of the later quarterbacks that isn't, you know, maybe like Hooker, somebody like that that somebody wants to grab at the end of the round. So I would not be stunned to see them do that. Be a very disappointing Thursday for Bills fans who would sit around till about 1030 and then find out they're not picking. But I could see that happening, and then maybe you get him a little bit later. Mike Catalana, 13 Wham, also Buffalo Plus. You can check him out. Uh, Jenna and Dan do a great job. Uh, Mike, uh, a storyline that still is ongoing. Maybe we get the draft night still out there. And I do think it impacts the Bills, uh, whether, when uh, Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets. And yeah. now you get this chatter that uh, Woody Johnson, I think it's just speculation that he's, uh, you know, could he be having cold feet over this? Mike, where does the story kind of go from here? Because it seems like uh, we're stuck. Yeah, I think we're stuck. I think we're stuck for some odd reasons. It's funny. Green Bay, I think Green Bay is sitting back. I'm not saying smiling because they're losing a Hall of Fame quarterback and they got a guy they don't even really like who's going to start next year. But they want Rodgers gone. They know he's going to be gone, and or at least they believe he's going to be gone. And they can sit back and wait a little bit uh, in order to have this happen. If I'm the Jets, I'm not giving up too much, but I'm making this deal. I'm getting it done. You want the guy in the building at whatever point you want him to have some acclimation with the rest of your team. Uh, but it is kind of funny that Aaron Rodgers is already annoying an owner he doesn't even play for. <laughs> so that does fit the, fit the vibe for Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, isn't it? That, you know, it, I'm not blaming him, but you know the whole thing. You know, he, he created a lot of this. He's created it. Now, that being said, when he puts on a Jets uniform, people can say all the different things they want. It is as big of an upgrade as we've seen a team have. I'm trying to think, like, when was the last time we saw this? You could say Tampa Bay, right? It's an even bigger jump to go to Brady from, what, Jameis? I mean, because you're talking about what they got last year at quarterback play was abysmal. Yeah. We're talking Mon- to Montana to Kansas City. That's something along those lines where, you, yeah. yeah, you have somebody yeah. that, that yeah. has won and uh, going to a franchise that has been down and out. and Down and out, but, like, I mean, Zach Wilson was horrible. You know, I mean, they 
he beat the Bills, which is still kind of amazing. But um, they needed something. So, so no matter what he is, he'll be a big improvement. And, man, now you look and you say, if Tua stays healthy with the weapons <laughs> and you got Rodgers with the Jets and Mack with an actual offensive coach, like kind of crazy, but, you know, the division's a bear this year. Mike, you, you made mention of a stupid team that passed up on uh, Justin Jefferson in the first round of the NFL draft a few years back. Same stupid team. Your Eagles um, yeah. made Jalen Hurts today the uh, wealthiest player in NFL history with this new deal. Are they stupid for doing what they did? And what does it mean for Lamar Jackson? Because that's another lingering storyline here in the NFL offseason that probably won't be resolved by the time we get to a week from Thursday. Yeah, I mean, the Eagles did the right thing, and he'll be the highest-paid player until Herbert or Burrow, whoever's the next one to sign. I feel badly for Lamar. Uh, I think he's gotten some bad advice. Oddly enough, you know, not hiring an agent, having his mother, who I'm sure, again, has got her son's thoughts first. Uh, But, I mean, he has lost out on money I don't think he'll ever get. Now, he's going to get paid at some point in his life, but quarterbacks hold – look at what Jalen Hurts did. In one year, he went from being a guy with serious doubts about they could have used draft capital on something else, bettered himself and played and played his butt off and did it. Lamar's been there with the Ravens, and the way it ended last year was bad. But this is where the guy needs that agent. He needs that guy making deals for him. And Josh has gotten paid and Mahomes – and you can say, well, no. Jalen Hurts doesn't deserve more money than Patrick Mahomes. But Mahomes signed, and then this is what happened. And it's not all guaranteed money, but it's a structured deal. I think, what did it say? Hertz is getting $180 million fully guaranteed. That's a pretty good place to start for your contract, and I think that's, that's a smart move. And it, the other ones are just going to supersede this. I think Burrow's going to get more, and I, I even think Herbert, who hasn't really done anything, when he signs is going to get more. So... I think it's a smart move. I, I, like I said, I feel a little badly for Lamar. I like the guy, and I think he's put it out there. It ended so weird last year where he didn't play and could have maybe played in the playoff game, which was a terrible look for them. So whatever he gets is not going to make up for what he's already lost. And I don't even know what the Ravens are going to do. They're going to just sit back and wait. But it's it's really been a textbook example of two sides who can't get on the same page and it's the opposite of what the Eagles have done um, with Hertz. You know, they've stayed on the same page. They got it done. And, uh, you know, they're, I, I know they're going to be happy having this guy under contract. And, Mike, from a Bills perspective, you love every time a, a young quarterback gets the bank because it just makes the Josh Allen deal look like that much more of a value. When it's all said and done, you're going to have J- Josh Allen, you know, earning annually, you know, just just inside of the top 10 for quarterbacks when his play is usually somewhere in the neighborhood of a top five quarterback. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, isn't it, how yeah. quickly it goes up? Um but, you know, at that time, too, I mean, I guess we could look at this and say, wow, Hertz got this deal first. And, I mean, look, he played great last year and got the team to the Super Bowl. But going forward, you know, there's always the possibility we look back and go, man, Hertz should have waited and saw what, you know, this guy got or that guy got because he outplayed Herbert this year or whatever. I don't, we're not holding a telethon for any of these guys. They're all doing fine. Um, I think you just know once you sign, it's already sort of a dated contract, and the next big one is going to be bigger. I don't know if Lamar is ever going to get that 
because he's put himself in a bad spot. But it's really a strange way to handle quarterbacks in 2023. Mike Kettle on 13 Wham, our guest. Uh, one more Bills question for me, Mike, and uh, that's about camp. Uh, we had yeah. the announcement last year on March 5th that they were going back to Fisher. Um, nothing official yet. Is What's holding this up? Uh, is there any cause for concern here? No, I, I don't believe so at all. With everybody I've talked to, it's just a matter of getting it done officially. Bills want to be there. We know Josh Allen wants to be there. Uh, we're going to be up there tomorrow, I think, I don't know if they said this, but I think we're going to be up there tomorrow um, talking to Brandon Bean about the drafts and upcoming. It's either going to be tomorrow or Wednesday. Um, and uh, we should get probably some more information. I don't know if they'll make an announcement yet. Uh, I think the people at Fisher are fully prepared for them to be there again this year. So unless something changes, uh, I think they're going to be back again um, this season. And uh you know, with some changes in the roster. I remember when we talked last year about this, I say, you never know with McDermott. He loves it. And this is a sort of a reset year anyhow. And I don't mean rebuild. I mean, like, let's get back to core basics of what this team wants to be. And I think he'll love that about camp at Fisher. So I I would assume the, the official announcement should come soon. Mike, uh, staying with local sports while the Sabres uh, season came to an end uh, late last week and, and, you know, an encouraging season for the Buffalo Sabres. We get to look forward to more postseason action here in Rochester with the Amherst. Tell me a little bit about, you you know, your take on this team heading into their their matchup against Syracuse here in round two of the AHL or of the uh, AHL Calder Cup playoffs and, and, you know, a team that's playing their best hockey at the right time of the year and also maybe getting healthier at the right time, too. Yeah, I think that'll all help. I, I would have loved to have seen him get the one more win and move ahead of Syracuse and have home ice in that one. I know it's only down the throughway. And actually, if I'm not mistaken, I think the Amherst won more in Syracuse against the Crunch than they did at home this year. So, I mean, it's easy travel. It's back and forth. I, I think it'll be a highly competitive series. I think Seth Apert's done a great job. I think he's does that combination. We've seen how well the guys have played going up. One thing that does surprise me, is I'm not, I don't quite get why they didn't make UPL mm-hmm. available for the AHL playoffs. I, I, they could have done that. I think he needs the time. You can argue that he's been in the, but he's never had a run. Other guys, you know, guys of like Marty Baran and Ryan Miller, they all spent more time down here, played more games down here, got themselves ready. And I, I really would have liked to have seen them do that and get him down there. Not as much the forwards. Those guys actually played a lot. And at the end of the year, you know, they had already seen at least enough of Devin Levi that he goes in next year, certainly ahead of UPL, no matter what else they do. But I think he could use, you know, he missed out on it last year. It was had that injury and he didn't come back. Could have come back maybe if they would have kept moving. So I don't know if you guys feel that way, but I would have loved to have seen him get a chance Nothing against Malcolm Subban, who has done a nice job for them, but you know UPL is one of those guys that I would have liked to have seen him get a shot to carry a team in a Calder Cup run. Yeah, my theory on that, Mike, is I we all knew Levi was good, but I don't think they actually knew what they had. And he goes in the first game like, huh, let's give him another and then another. And all of a sudden, uh, 10 games goes by and, and UPL hasn't been on the ice here. So I think that's... Uh, it's an easy second guess on Kevin Adams. And my thing on it is UPL's not their guy. Like, they didn't draft UPL, and, and they're not really married to UPL, and maybe they can get something for UPL from somebody yeah. somewhere. Um, and, and do you diminish that value by sending them down to the AHL to, to wrap I mean, up the season? I guess you could. You could also, 
he could also show a little bit more, like if that's the plan, and that's the plan to move on from him uh, in the offseason. Um, you're right. That could very well be the case, but I don't believe his trade value is going to be extremely high now. I would have, I would have rolled the dice on it, and also – I don't necessarily think they're in a position at the goaltender spot to give up on a guy with talent. And I still think he has talent. He's just never, you know, what do they say? He's never been the first guy over the boards for an extended period of time. He's never been, whether injury certainly been the case or up and down, he's never been that guy and hasn't been able to show it. He had glimpses of it in Buffalo, but Hey, but the Amherst have played no matter who's been in there. They've always found a way. And uh, we'd love to see a, a repeat, at least of the feelings that we had at the Blue Cross Arena last year when they were, you know, winning a couple playoff series and and trying to move on from there. Yeah, winning with Aaron Dell last year. Yeah. So yeah. like, yeah, whatever you have this year. I mean, it wasn't like Dell was bad, but yeah. I'll take Subban and uh, Hauser over Aaron Dell. Uh, Thirteen Wams, Mike Cantalana, our, our guest here. Uh, NBA playoffs, and uh, I guess the storyline is a lot of players getting hurt. But yeah. uh, your thoughts uh, so far here, Mike, is it was an interesting weekend. Yeah, it is funny. The guys who, like, you go into this, and then all of a sudden, you know, uh, Giannis is out, and, you know, Hopefully for the Bucks, he's back soon. What a, I mean, that that's the kind of guy. He, it just changes everything. Changes the whole playoffs. Um, and you know, it's game to game. We all tend to overreact to a lot of things, one game or not. I thought that was a great win for the Knicks. I think Cleveland's a good young team, but they haven't really done anything yet. And they punched him in the mouth a little bit, knocking him off there. So that that was impressive. Um, you know, and then you. You look, I was watching that Clippers game, and I know Russell Westbrook is a guy people make fun of. It was such a Russell Westbrook game. He shot horrendously during the game. But, man, did he make big plays down the stretch defensively, stole the ball, got rebounds, used his athleticism. Actually, i got to say, made winning plays. So, But they're all just like a game, right? Outside of Giannis getting banged up, um, you know, and that could, depending on when he's back, could be far-reaching or John Morant getting hurt. Like, you see these guys out, it's a huge deal. But um, I think they've been fun so far. Um, I think the East is still considerably better than the West. But, you know, that really doesn't matter. It's going to end up being one team on each side. And and now we get the NHL playoffs starting tonight, too. So uh, I think this is a great time. Every night, playoff sports, and then get the Amherst going this weekend. Mike, what are you, Dan and Jenna, working on at uh, BuffaloPlus.com? The floor is yours. Yeah, so we're going to be putting together a piece on, you know, we've done stuff on the linebackers, done stuff on the wide receivers. We're going to look at different other position groups and the kind of player the Bills could be targeting, whether it is, got to throw this one out there, running back. As much as they've invested in it in different ways, you never know what they're going to end up doing at that position if they get another weapon for Allen somewhere. We'll be doing that. And like I said, the plan is, you know, the Bills have reported for the beginning, or at least the players who have reported for the beginning of their OTAs. We're going to be up there. Brandon Bean usually has uh, his conversation with the reporters about draft plans. At least maybe we can get an inkling of some stuff. So all that will be up this week. Plus, we're talking to uh, uh, Matt uh, Mosley from uh, ESPN. Or excuse me, Matt Miller. Say Mosley. Matt Miller from ESPN uh, tomorrow on his thoughts on what the Bills may be doing. So all that is uh, going to be on. Just head to YouTube, put in Buffalo Plus, and uh, we'll have a conversation going. Mike, appreciate you, and uh, no baseball talk. This is new me. I'm just <laughs> laying low. Oh my God. Okay. I mean, it is <laughs> April, Gene. 
You, you been this is the time of year yet? he should be strutting more than any other time of year. No, I mean, look, in years past, I would be pointing out that oh, the, the Mets are four games ahead of the Phillies, oh, but I'm just saying it's also April. So I'm just, this go. is the new me. Oh, oh my God. That is, <laughs> it is so sort of sad, but also funny to hear you say that because you had to add, it, like with pain, you said, but it's also April. So. I actually did feel badly for you for like a day with the closer. That was just, it's far enough away that I can say that was, you know. Oh, you don't want, everybody should feel bad if somebody gets hurt like that. Yeah, no, no, I did. Hey, Reese Hoskins did it in a preseason game. He just, you know, celebrating, but he was playing. But I just, I did feel badly for you, at least for a little while. But enjoy Enjoy your week, Mike. Thanks for the time, as always, buddy. All right, guys. Thanks, Talk to you Mike. soon. There he is, Mike Catalana, 13 Wham Sports, well, Buffalo just, Plus. You just stepped on his punchline. Oh, did I step on his punchline? What yep. was his punchline? Well, he was going to be like, yeah, I'm, he was saying I, I did feel bad for a little while, but, you know, he was going to say not anymore. So. Well, we know we know where you're at. We know where he's at, right? Yeah. Like, Philly fan, Mets fan, he always gets to point and laugh at the end of the season. Maybe this is your year, Gino. But it is only April. It is. It's long, a long way. It's a long season. To go. It's a long, long season. Uh, we've got some takes on tap next with I'll Drink to That. The Stanley Cup playoffs get underway tonight. I will share my first-round predictions here. A little uh, glimpse behind uh, my bracket. And I've got a six-pack of best bets to give out for tonight's action in the NBA, NHL, and Major League Baseball, the danger zone. So Jesse Edwards has a new home, the former uh, Syracuse Center. Did you see the quote, though? If this is true, it's really a warning to all Syracuse fans. I don't think Jesse Edwards would lie about this, but got to kind of you know share this detail with you. And I've got thoughts kind of following up also on this whole uh, Saber goaltending uh, slash Amber goaltending situation. I'll drink to that next in the sports bar. Danger and Bataglia on the fan. The NBA playoffs are here. You can turn crossovers into cash with FanDuel. Mike Danger for FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 95.7 The Fan. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Mike right now. Place a $5 bet. You'll get an instant 150 bucks in bonus bets. Win or lose. About to share my best bets for tonight's action in the NBA and know that when you place your bet, you're doing it on a safe and secure app and we'll get paid instantly when you win. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Just go to FanDuel.com slash Mike and sign up to get $150 in bonus bets when you bet your first five bucks. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus and physically present in New York. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. For help with a gambling problem, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. 467-369. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 